Ashley. And we would like to have a special welcome back to our highly dedicated fan base. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm. Well, this week, you special viewers, listeners, <laughs> will be listening to us talk about an absolute classic as a part of our October series. Yep. Our Halloween-themed franchise thing we've got yep, we've got mm. going on. Yeah. yeah, we've got stuff going on. So, take it away, <laughs> Ashley. Tell me a little okay. bit about what we're going to be talking about. Um, so, recently we watched Halloween, then 1978, so the original version of the film. So, this episode we'll be discussing a little bit about it. So, um, the film is an American slasher film, and it's directed by John Carpenter. It stars Donald Pleasence as Dr. Sam Loomis, who's a pretty relevant character to the series as well as the famous jamie lee curtis the scream queen i think that's what they call her mm-hmm. as laurie strode and etc so you can you know imdb the rest <laughs> so um basically the plot line to it is on a cold halloween night in 1963 six-year-old michael myers brutally murders his 17 year old sister judith i'm gonna stop there and say this is Spoilers. Spoilers ahead. Uh, someone's already died. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> you should have, um, you should watch this before. You should watch the film before you listen to this episode. Just, yeah. I should yeah. have said at the start, but, you know, oh well. You know. Oh well, it's too late now. highly dedicated fans already know yeah. that there's yeah. going to be spoilers. So 100%, yeah. Anyways, Michael was sentenced and locked away for 15 years, but on October 30th, 1978, while being transferred for a court date, a 21-year-old Michael Myers steals a car and escapes Smith's Grove, which I think is the mental facility mm-hmm. he's in. Yeah. yeah. So he returns to his quiet hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he looks for his next victims. The film focuses mainly on one of his victims, Laurie Strode. So the Halloween franchise... It compromises of 11 films, which help construct an extensive backstory for its antagonist, Michael Myers. Can I just say that's a bit much? It is. When I, I went to the IMDb page to search it up, and at that time, I think it said eight films. I was like, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound right, because I heard there's a new one. There's a new film coming out, like, soon. So it's going to add to the just 12. die. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my God. It's anyway. eternal, just like Michael. <laughs> This is nothing, Jackie. Wait till we get to, like, Friday the 13th franchise. I think there's, like, 20 or something. And I haven't seen one of them, so you're going to have to get me to watch those. Oh, my those. gosh. I haven't even seen all of them. I think I stopped at, like, four, because I was like, this is enough. Um. Anyways, it got an IMDb rating of 7.8 out of 10 stars, mm-hmm. which is pretty all right. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, though, gave it 96%. I mean... Mm. I think it deserves a 96 I, I think yeah. it definitely deserves a very yeah. high score just because it's such a classic and like yeah. it sort of sets the tone for like what a lot of those Iconic kinds of movies are going to be like. Films. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but the Rotten Tomatoes audience score is 89%. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the lower ratings came from people who are more into like jump scares and like scary faces and all of that. But you know what I mean? Because this mm, film... This is not like that. Yeah. I feel like this film 
it doesn't have a conclusive ending, as you'd probably know, because there's like 11 parts to it. <laughs> yeah. But it also, it keeps you at the edge of your seat the whole time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah. So, let's start off discussing it. <laughs> yeah, so at the start, we go to 1963, when Michael is um, mm-hmm. a little child, and we get to see that classic shaky cam i love it killer's perspective and uh then we see two young people who are clearly on their way to go do something that their parents wouldn't approve of oh for sure (laughs) yeah Mm. and uh they're breaking a rule there okay um so if any of you have seen the first scream film there's a character oh, spoilers but you know whatever <laughs> this way. um there's a character called randy i think or randall something like that and this is such an iconic scene because he basically lists a bunch of rules to survive a horror slasher film mm-hmm. and one of the biggest ones is don't have sex which is quite interesting isn't it because mm-hmm. that's like it's sort of gives off a conservative value oh, that, like, yeah. the film kind of pushes, yeah. which is really funny, to mm. be honest. But, like, it's also big things like, you know, don't drink, don't, you know, do drugs, and, mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's kind of like a PSA, yeah. <laughs> in a sense, you know what I mean? It's pretty funny. Like, mm. I, I liked the intro because, at first, you're like, all you see of the killer is their arm. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't po- really know who it is. Mm. Yeah. You pointed out to me actually, like, look how small the arm is, and I was like, hmm, that's strange. Yeah. What is this? Like, the, some puppet or something that's gonna mm. kill? It just it throws you off because it's mm. a child, so you know what I mean. You wouldn't expect such horrors from a little child. And then little Michael goes into the room where his naked sister. Oh god. This is important. Yeah. She's naked. She's just brushing her hair. Mm-hmm. She's sitting there doing that, singing. And then he just comes in and is like, bye, mm. with a knife. I think, does he only stab her once? And she managed to puncture her heart? I think that might be the case. Yeah, he's very accurate in his kills. I think we'll bring that up a bit later. But he doesn't... How old is he at this time? Is he, he's six, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that's so little. I know, right? Like, <laughs> oh my god. how did he get so accurate with the knife at age six? I... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, oh God. one of many questions that we will ask throughout mm-hmm. this discussion. Mm. So, after that, you see a very long introduction credit scene come through, which is actually really popular for the very old school horror films or TV shows like Twin Peaks and such. I love the intro. Can I mm. just say, like, seeing just like the pumpkin? Yeah. Just like it. Sort of rots in reverse? No. It's... Oh, no. Check. oh no. Oh no. I'm getting mixed up. Ignore me, everyone. Take <laughs> that off the record. I'll edit that out. No one needs to know. <laughs> this one, um, it shows the pumpkin. They zoom into it, like, really slowly, basically. Yeah. Yes, that's what it shows. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Um. So, yeah, the length of it is just... I love it. They just, like, with now with credits, especially comparing it to our next episode that's coming up, the, a lot of horror films these days, they just kind of skip really fast through all the names. Mm. But here they give you a solid um, 
five or so seconds to like read and identify all the people that are involved in mm-hmm. including like you know stunt people mm-hmm. cameramen just so you know everyone. very long intro yeah mm. but yeah i like that can i just say the music is really good iconic as well it's very yeah iconic. and i actually have a fun fact about the music oh yeah um it was done by john carpenter and he made the entire score himself in three days for the really? entire film oh mm-hmm. damn that's awesome yeah, so the music is repetitive, but it is definitely repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> but it's iconic now. Like, if you've seen the music and you know like the song we're talking about, well, the n- noise. I don't know if you is it a song. It's it's like it's like a sort of a theme. You a know, theme song. Like... Yeah, yeah. It's really popular in like a lot of trivia stuff, or they reference it in a lot of movies or like TV shows here and there. It's definitely very eerie. Yeah, mm. very iconic. So then after the credits, we cut to um, a doctor and a nurse. Mm -hmm. It's Michael's doctor. And this is 15 years later, right? Yeah. And they're driving in a car. Yeah. On a cold, eerie, rainy night. And then they get attacked by Michael. Um, A bunch of the mental institution patients were released. It wasn't really confirmed how, but... I presume Michael has something to do with it. Mm. And the doctor comes out and he's a bit like, what the hell? But at the same time, bringing that up, the nurse as well, mm. she was, the way she was portrayed, we'll bring this up later, but she was portrayed in a really sexual way by the way she was dressed and her, like, the way soft she acted. lighting and yeah. stuff. Soft focus on her as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we'll bring that up later but a lot of the women are portrayed in such a way yeah in a very sexualized yeah <laughs> way yeah so yeah that's when you see you don't see michael really he doesn't he jump on the car or something he ends up basically getting them both out of the car and then he drives away and that's how you know he's going back to his like town mm. mm-hmm. i have to ask how did Michael learn how to drive? Because, like, the mm. doctor brings that up, but then they never come back to it. Like, yeah, he never... does. He does. He asks a question. He's like, yeah. Is that in one of the 11 sequels? <laughs> how Michael learned how to drive? Yeah. You know, th- I don't know. Did you know. get to see his 120 hours? <laughs> oh I want to know. It's in America, right? Don't they have, like, to do just 30 or something? Is that a thing? Oh, my God. They have to do less hours. I don't know. Wait. I'll get this out. So how many hours was that? 30. You're right. So I was right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why a lot of them have their license, especially in like movies, you see it. Like they have like, I know that's like not to compare, but like you see a lot of, like basically all high schoolers have their license mm. and yeah. it's like frowned upon if you don't, but it's like 30 hours. Like also like low key, that's kind of like the high schooler who's a 30 year old vibe. I feel like surely <laughs> not all of them can drive. Like surely. True. I mean, half the people I know can't drive yet. Like including me. Shh, don't tell anyone. But like... <laughs> But yeah, it's like, it's not a lot, so. Mm. But yeah, I don't know how he, it's one of those like plot holes that you just know, everyone ignores. Yeah. Speaking of ignoring it, let's move on. Let's talk about (laughs) a little bit about um, the way the doctor talked about Michael. Mm. Because he refers to it as it. And he's like, what what did he say? Um, He, 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 um. He calls him very inhumane stuff. He also brings up religion a lot, if you've noticed, mm. when it comes to him. Um, he refers to Michael as the evil. Yeah, pure as pure evil. Mm. Or, 
like Satan, and etc. etc. Yeah, and it's like, dude, he's just a guy with a mental illness. I mean, that's not 100% confirmed because there's a few iffy things towards the end that we need to bring back later, but like... Yeah. It's very... There's more to him than meets the eye, but Mm. I feel like... Okay, there is kind of a backstory to Michael. There is one of the the Rob Zombie remake, the one that no one talks about. <laughs> he did a more, I think he did a bit of a backstory to mm-hmm. Michael and his schooling life and etc. etc. So he may have had some sort of trauma or something. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on this because I haven't seen it. But there's a reason he is the way he is. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not pure evil. <laughs> yeah, and he literally he refers to him as being like pure evil when he's like literally six years old and it's like mm. dude this is a childhood but like, one thing that we did notice is in comparing this to the m- most recent film the 2018 is that his his sense of humanity and like whatever human you know what i mean is left in him it kind of just degrades over time mm. so i feel like the way they're treating him and the way they're acting around him He's kind of just accepting it and just being like, you know what, you see me this way, so I'm going to act that way. So I think you could be right there. And you're just giving up on people. Yeah, later on, because we meet the main character, Laurie, mm-hmm. as well as she has a couple of friends, and this little boy who she babysits called Tommy. Oh, little Tommy. <laughs> and um, Tommy is being bullied by a bunch of kids. Oh, yes, yes. And, like, Michael's watching them. Um, there's more development of the character, so in that scene in particular. Mm. I didn't notice the first time I watched it, but he sort of feels for him, like he you know, he can relate to this kid. So it how how would you put it? Um, well, he kind of like you can see him watching Tommy, but like when the bullies all scram Mm-hmm. He, like, stands in front of one of the bullies mm. and, like, the kid just runs away from him because it's, like, mm. just a guy standing yeah, there. Yeah, And you can see him just watching Tommy walk away across the field. Yeah. And it's, like, what is he thinking? He doesn't do anything to him yet. I think, yeah. So it's, it's kind the... of, like, maybe him recognising that Tommy's there and exists. Mm. You kind of see there's some human in him mm. and that contradicts what the doctor says about him being inhumane and calling him, you know, it. Because mm. he has some feelings, but it's just about... He needs, like, proper help. Because mm. clearly what he's getting isn't really helping him. Yeah. yeah, They're just kind of casting him aside and they're His not really helping really him. calls him it. Yeah, they're not helping him at all. Mm. And you're also saying, like, about how... He sort of sees Tommy as like an outsider, and he's like, that's mm. kind of like the way he sees himself, and like yeah, the way yeah, he's treated. Yeah. So yeah, that's one big character development about mm. him. So going back to the film, so it starts off when he arrives back in town mm. with the popular point of view of the killer, how he's watching people and stuff. That's pretty cool. Mm. You just kind of see him lurking around and you see his point of view with the shaky camera. Yeah. That you saw on the start. That's pretty cool. I really liked that. Um, The way that it's like in suburbia. Mm. And fun fact, because October is um, technically autumn in America. Yeah. It wasn't actually autumn when they shot the film. Yeah. So like 
they had a bunch of like painted leaves that they just like threw around a lot. Painted leaves? Yeah. <laughs> what? As <laughs> like props. Why? I don't know. Like they couldn't do the whole Shazam like because um, Carpenter wanted to like full on change the trees, but budget issues like they had three hundred thousand dollars for this movie and he couldn't do the whole full the hobbit lord of the rings thing <laughs> where like peter jackson literally like got trees to be stripped and then have fake leaves put it back on them and like fake what put on them yeah well this is in uh, the shire oh my god because they were supposed to have like plum trees or whatever but Whoa. they were apple trees so <laughs> he got plum Plums and like plum leaves stuck on them oh, by wow. people, wow. which I find hilarious. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's the little details that count, I guess. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but like the suburban vibe is very like interesting mm. because everything looks calm, but then underneath there's stuff going on. Mm. So yeah, you see him, Michael, just lurking around, and after I think Laurie. Her dad or something, he's in the real estate business, I mm-hmm. think. So she, he basically asks her to leave the key to Michael's old house by the doorstep or something. Oh, yeah, because her father yeah. is selling the abandoned house, which yeah. is Michael's house. Yeah. So that's the first time basically Lor- Michael sees Laurie and gets attached to her. So mm. after that, he starts lurking around and watching her. So there's a very eerie feeling to it. Like... Wouldn't you recognize someone watching you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you would have he's that feeling, like, that off standing feeling. Standing on the street as she walks away from him. And she, like, he's in full view in front of the house. Yeah. And she's just walking away with her back to him. And we can just see him in the shot. And we can just see her going about her day, just yeah. strolling like, along. Like, you'd stop, like, you'd feel that presence, you know what I mean? Of someone, like, peering at you from, like, a distance. Because he's staring at her for, like, a really long time. Yeah, I don't know, like, I feel like sometimes, like, I probably look behind me when I'm walking, but, like, sometimes mm-hmm. maybe I don't, I'm just, like, off in la la I, I get, yeah, I get you and you're, like, kind of drifting off and you're mm-hmm. not, like, 100% paying attention, but he's, he watches that for, like, a really long time, like, I feel like after a while you'd have, like, this, you'd feel like a presence kind of just staring at you, you'd feel, like, really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and awkward, but yeah. Another thing is, um... They have a lot of, like, long, dragged-out scenes. Like, there's oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of scenes of her. I think it's, like, a solid ten minutes of her just walking to school or something. Yeah, like, there's lots of, like, open, wide shots yeah. of, like, characters just walking through the streets. Mm. So that's um also popular of its time with a lot mm. of films back then. Because a lot of them are, like, super long and dragged out. But I feel like I really like that because it keeps you at the edge of your seat. Because you're like, you know Michael is out there somewhere and you're just waiting because they're so exposed. You're just yeah. waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah, I feel like it's much better than a lot of films these days that focus on the jump scare factor or how are they going to like scare you. I feel like scenes like this, it does it does scare you because it keeps you on the edge. It keeps you, mm-hmm. the anticipation kills you, you know what I mean? It really builds the tension mm. very well. There's also a lot of um, sort of creepy guys in this. Like the sheriff, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is um one of the she has two other friends, and that's one of her friends' dad. Mm. So that makes it a bit more awkward because he's like it's the way he talks to her. It's just he's sort of looking at her while yeah, he talks to her. Like it's, 
it's so it's uncomfortable. Creepy, and he holds right? her because I think she she saw Michael. So she turned around and she bumped into him or something. Yeah, he's sort of like used as like the jump scare kind of mm. person. And he like a little bit. Yeah, when she turned around, he held on to her the whole time. When he yeah, was talking like, to her. And I was like, don't touch that's her. That's so creepy. I know, right? Like, why are you touching this girl who's, mm. like, your daughter's age, but isn't your daughter in, like, a... Yeah. Just get your hands off her, please. It's gross. And he does this a number of times where he's, like, sort of just around. Yeah. And it's, like, very creepy. Mm. Also, I think at one point the girls are talking about some guy called Mr. Riddle or whatever. And I think Mr. someone Riddle. said, like, something... Someone was there, and, like, someone was, like, um, he's, like, 87. He can watch, but he can't do anything. Oh, God, I don't remember that. That's gross. Ew. But you even see, like, the men are portrayed so gross, but at the same time, the women, a lot of the women are sexualized. Mm. Except for Laurie. We noticed that she was the only girl or teen shown in the movie who's Mm. not sexualized. Yeah, I'd say she wears, like, fairly ordinary sort of Mm. clothes. In, yeah, even the one of her friends is like meant to be like the ditzy blonde. Mm. You see, yeah, and she's even the way she dresses and she acts, she's like super provocative and like they portray her in like a certain way. And then they have like her other friend who's very open minded. Yeah, Annie, she's sort of like the outspoken woman, so yeah. we immediately know she's gonna die. Yeah, it's her friends have no hope, mm. basically. So it's kind of shitty that they portrayed a lot of the women this way. But at the same time, there wasn't a lot of diversity in general. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, everyone was white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was something. Mm. But I guess it's really popular at the time anyway. With If you watch a lot of movies back then, this is, like, like the sexualized women, the creepy guys, and the whole cast being white mm-hmm. was very popular. Yeah. But, yeah, if they do have a colored person... They would die first, because that's yep. one of the rules, you know. The colored person always dies first, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing which I found really cool mm. was one of the first interactions um Laurie had with Michael. The first time she properly saw him was when she was in her house and she was closing the blinds, mm-hmm. and she saw him like lurking in the white hanging sheets. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a really iconic slasher kind of horror scene it's shown in a lot of other films like the original it movie mm-hmm. as well as films such as friday the 13th and etc etc so they basically a lot of the films though they have like the killer lurking in the sheets and then you, they disappear and then the next moment they're killing whoever was watching them mm. but in this one yeah she just saw him in the sheets so i just thought i'd bring that up yeah because it's like, pretty iconic because she looks out there she sees him and then we see her and then the camera cuts to back out there and he's gone and it's just yeah. like I know, right? It's awesome, but like, it's kind of scary. Would this be like one of the sort of the earlier times where that kind of thing's used in film? Um, because I feel like this is ha- a very early kind of film for this genre. This movie came out seventy eight. The it came out in the nineties, mm-hmm. and I think, if I'm not wrong, um, Friday the Thirteenth came out in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. So I think this is one of the first of its time. Mm-hmm. that's why it did get a lot in the box office but it was also it did get a bit of hate because it's new you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's brand new and no one had really done anything like this before so it it did bring up a lot of very iconicness that happened mm-hmm. in other films as well so yeah a lot of movies like copy it but it's 
it's just like the little things that make it great Mm. and can i just say before i forget like the way annie's so outspoken like she she literally is like trying to tell laurie to ask a boy out to the dance oh my god yeah and like that's like a very sort of i'd say that's a fairly new thing for the time Oh, for sure, because Laurie's, like, totally against that. She's like, I can't do that. And Laurie's <laughs> no, that's not the how only it one works. who survives. Hmm. I know. Conserving right? ideas. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Wait, what are you going to say? I was just like, I just said Laurie's the only one who survives spoilers, and then I was like, wait, why is that a problem? They're literally talking about just like, I know. Like, it's okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, now you guys know that she survives. Mm. But, um, yeah, another thing was... um. The thing I hated most was that um, Michael killed a dog twice. Thought I'd bring that up. That mm. broke me twice. <laughs> that's horrible. But they bring it up. Yeah, the first time they go into the house, I think he ate the dogs. Oh, it was, it was gross. I didn't like mm. that. I didn't like that mm. at all. They should have kept that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. And there's yeah, there's a lot of anticipation in the film, as well as one thing that we. Sh- I think well now you guys you guys know that Laurie's the only one who survives. So both of her friends die. Mm. So when one of her friends about to die, there was a lot of anticipation because she was, she basically tried to call Laurie, mm-hmm. and to tell her that you know, we're in trouble. Like you know, this, I'm about to die and stuff. And Michael was like lurking right behind her. So we're kind of at the yeah. edge of our seats. Like Laurie, hurry up and get the phone. And she's like, Laurie slowly, casually walking up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that killed me. But. This film builds suspense really well. Yeah. Like, we only see the first death, like, four-fifths of the way through the mm-hmm. movie. And, like, that entire time, you're just feeling anxious, just watching them walking around. Yeah. And I really like that. Like, they even make you afraid of, like, what's going to happen when someone answers the phone. Like, because the first time they do that, um, Laurie answers the phone, and, like, she just hears silence for a second and just, mm-hmm. like, breathing and chewing sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out it's just her friend who's just like, I was chewing. Why'd you hang up on me or whatever? Yeah. But, but still, who does that? Exactly. Yeah. And then from then on, we're just always concerned. Every time the phone rings, we're just like, what's going to happen? Something's going to go wrong. Yeah, for sure. I guess what I like about these films as well, as we brought up, like they focus, they make you fall in love with the characters and like make you really mm. feel for them. So when they kill them off, it like kills you on the inside. Yeah. They're slowly breaking you apart emotionally yeah because they leave it so long to kill them off mm. you get time to get attached to them and get to know yeah. them a little bit yeah another thing that i liked is the cool camera angles um especially when like they're walking into the darkness and stuff it gives you a very eerie feel because mm. what they tend to do is they tend to put the camera to face the the character mm. so you don't really see what the hell is happening around them so you don't know where this where michael's gonna jump up mm. so it's just it's really smart the way they did it and it just keeps you on the edge of your seat because you're like are you gonna die like what the hell is happening yeah when there was like the scene where annie was like going out to the car mm. just like and then she goes back into the house and then she comes back out to the car just that yeah. entire time you're like is michael in the house is michael in the car is michael yeah. in the garage I yeah don't know where michael is she's gonna die oh my god it's like when is she gonna die though they yeah it, it's insane mm. um Another big thing that really pissed me off is, um, I think it was Laurie. Yeah, she was running around because she found her friends dead. Mm-hmm. 
like Michael conveniently moved their bodies to keep them like all together. So like uh-huh. she'd open like a closet and one of her friend would fall out and then like the cupboard door would open and then like another friend would be there. Yeah. That was interesting. Mm. But then yeah, she ran out of the house and she was basically, she was screaming first of all. Secondly, she was knocking on doors and nobody turned on their lights. Nobody was yeah. responsive at all. So it's like, where is everyone in this neighborhood? It's literally Halloween. Shouldn't they be answering the door? Yeah. Firstly, they should be kids. Like, no one... It's well, not going to be... kids that. out yeah. earlier in the evening. They just don't really show up on screen that much. Mm. But it's like... It's around the later times as well, there's usually, like, some teenagers still mm. roaming around. Like, they TP houses and all that bullcrap. You know what I mean? So it's like... Maybe? I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying from what I hear in, like, movies. Don't, don't quote me okay. on this, but, like, okay. you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like... There's going to be people out there in the streets. Mm. It's not going to be... An, like, I get it's, like, a small, like, suburban town and all that. But, like, there's going to be people there. Yeah. Not everyone, no one's just... You know, that everyone just hasn't disappeared. So that mm. really pissed me off. Because she... Like, no one was helping her. Yeah. I think in one scene, though, there was a light that was on. And she was banging on the door and they turned the light off. So mm. I was like... Mm. That's just so sad. Yeah. Mm. But the good thing is that she's resourceful and she defends herself a lot. Yeah, she's very good at like coming up with last minute ideas. Yeah, but it's she doesn't she doesn't confirm that he's dead. But at the same time, he's yeah he's infamously known for like being immortal. Like nothing really I, kills him. Mm, that's the thing about Michael because like they they sort of describe him as like this sort of psychotic kind of person. I don't but know. But they don't say that he's like you know, supernatural creature. Yeah, they never say that, but, like, he kind of can't die. Because, like, at one point, like, he's literally been stabbed, shot, like, six times, like... He fell off, like... It was a two-story building. What happened first? So, he got... He got um, in the neck. When he got into the house. Yeah, he got... She stabbed him in the neck with With some... With a skewer. Yeah. And then... Um... Did she stab him again? I think she stabbed him again with a knife. Yeah, in the chest. Mm. And then the... The Dr. Loomis came or something, and then, yeah, she started and then he sh- shot him. Uh, not just once, she shot him like five times. Yeah. And then he fell off the the second story yeah. building, yeah. And then he laid there for a solid five minutes, and then he was just gone. Can I just say, I love how, like, they'd have, like, we'd have a moment of relief where, oh no, Michael's dead, it's fine. Yeah. And then we'd have, like, Laurie just come to the front of the shot. And then you can just see him slowly sit up get up. Oh my in god! In the background, while she's just like passed out, in like in the foreground of the shot. Yeah. And you can see him stand up and like start coming towards her. That's yeah. just the best. I love how he never runs. Like mm. even though like the other people are running, you see he never runs. Like he, but he will catch up to them because they will fall because they are stupid. Like the girls are sprinting away, and he's like slowly, casually taking his mm-hmm. time. But yeah, and you also you see his face for like a second. Which is interesting because yeah, they I... don't show his face at all. Yeah, mm. that was the one time they've shown his face. Oh, fun fact: three different people have played Michael in that movie. Wow! And only one of them was the one who showed their face. <laughs> the other one was like a production manager person, and I can't remember who the other one There'd was. There'd be a stunt person for sure. One of Probably them. yes. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Just getting paid to have like your face on screen for like two seconds. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, overall, it I loved it. It's mm. a great film. Keeps you on the edge of your seat. There should be more films like that out as well. Yeah. 
I really enjoyed it too. Like, I also was like, there was something else that like made me go, um, what? I think it was another thing with like the guy that, um, who was the other friend? There was Annie and then there was the other one. The, those two girls, there was yeah. Annie, the blonde girl, the blonde girl's boyfriend. Mm. Yeah, it was the, the two that, like, came over, like, later on in the evening. And then they were, like, gonna go upstairs and just make out for a bit. And then... Yeah, there was the blonde... Okay, so basically the whole thing is um, they all went out to some party together. And Laurie wanted to come home early, so they... Uh, Annie took her home early. Mm. So then Annie was waiting at... I don't know if it's her house, because I think they were babysitting. Mm-hmm. So the some girl's house so we took basically she called up her boyfriend and she's like can you come over so then he's like okay so then she drives um wait no she so basically yeah she want annie wanted to invite over her boyfriend so he said he could come so she went to go pick him up but before she did she dropped off the little girl she was babysitting Mm. i think she was babysitting it wasn't yeah it wasn't she was babysitting babysitting? yeah so she left the little girl off at laurie wherever because Laurie was babysitting a little boy. Mm. So they were all there. So she, the whole thing was she was getting changed and getting ready to go pick up her boyfriend. But that's when she killed when she got into, when she went to the it's car. It's always when the women are naked that they yeah. get killed. Like yeah. the moment there's a nipple shown, you know they're going to die. Do you have any uh, final things to add? Um, it's a, it's a great film. You should definitely see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can stream it online. That's the thing. Because we couldn't really find anywhere else. And it's so easy to find online to just stream. Mm. I know it's not... <laughs> Support your local artists, guys. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but in this case, it's harder to find it. Like, you can't rent it or anything. You'll have to, like, mm. buy it. And I understand not wanting to buy something. Because, you know what I mean? But mm. they didn't <laughs> give you the chance to do it. But for this one, you can just stream it because it's it's really hard to find this one because it wasn't really released much being like the first of its kind i have a question because they leave a cliffhanger because you don't know what happened to michael Mm -hmm. you don't know where he went yeah i think they just show a shot of the ground where he was yeah yeah. and then he's gone escaped or whatever um do you think that was like a a corporate thing like they were like we know we're gonna make more movies like of this series like do you think they knew they had like a, a hit I think so they speak. hoped they did, because mm-hmm. even there've been films who have done who have left cliffhangers, like even TV shows. Like particularly in present times, like they'll leave a cliffhanger just deliberately because you know they hope they were want to. Yeah. But like, w- was this too early for that doing that for corporate reasons, or do you think it was just an artistic choice? I think it was just an artistic choice. Because mm. I read the uh, the script for this was written in ten days. 10 days Whoa. yeah yeah i guess there isn't a lot of there's most, not a lot of dialogue to be honest <laughs> yeah i think a lot of it's more like like the cinematography like mm. i think it's just dragged on as well so it's a lot of yeah. just walking her walking around yeah there's a lot of like very pretty shots like when the two girls are like driving yeah like you get all those lens flares and mm-hmm. everything when the sun's setting yeah that's pretty nice mm-hmm. but yeah so what are your thoughts any i definitely enjoyed it like there's one or two things where I'm kind of like, 
well, they're kind of, like, sexualizing women to sort of make that seem bad because um, when they do that, mm. women die or whatever. It's a lot of first time. Yeah. It's the yeah, same it's with of, the casting. Yeah, the like, casting. Yeah. Everyone being white. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's big It's all very time, much yeah. late 70s, like... Yeah, 80s vibe, kind yeah. of, yeah. Mm. But aside from, like, the... of its timeness, mm. like, we'll call it that, um... Like, apart from that, like, I quite enjoyed, like, the, um, the way that the, everything was just very, there's a lot of tension. Mm. The anticipation. Mm. <laughs> I, like I really that like too. that. Yeah. But yeah. But I think that's, that's about all for me. Yeah. Make sure you see it. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you haven't seen it. <laughs> you'd be very confused. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. uh, um, the next episode we'll be talking about the 2018 version and yeah, comparing so it to this. So, stay tuned for that. <laughs>